when we last left our lovely adventurers, they had returned from hunting down a giant wasp and exploring a dangerous abandoned cabin. Now, back in Wallaford, Venlo sought out a priest to help in identifying a wood carving that the party had found in the shack. The priest informed him that the carving's iconography of a woman with a mushroom for a head is a depiction of a demon lord. Meanwhile, Kariad and Tecton headed over to City Hall to make an appointment with the mayor to talk about the city's mysterious economy. They were denied a quick meeting, so they lied about their identity and promised a donation to speak to the mayor sooner. The party reconvened, and Freya scolded them for lying to get an appointment since they now risk being run out of town if the meeting goes poorly. Kari had bought a bottle of scotch to give to the mayor, while Tecton planned a performance outside of the city hall. Later on in the night, they disposed of the demonic wood carving. Um, everyone found their way into their beds and took a long rest. If you have not done that, do so now. Um, for those who can prepare spells, you may do that now. But as the sun rises past the horizon and everyone kind of gives a solitary groan in their various homes or places they've stayed tonight, that the night before, the endless size of hangovers as another day of work begins. Um, the day is yours. And because I know I it'll be ass, it's like 8 o'clock. <laughs> Great. I'm outside with my time dial, and I want to wake Karyad. Oh no, Karyad is an early riser, so. Uh, uh, Karyad. Okay, I, I got an outline for what we might do. Um, okay. Come at me with notes if, if you don't like it, okay? Alright. So, I go up there, I say, ladies and gentlemen... Uh, I present uh, Cassius, right? Uh, as your servant. Uh, except I think we should go with Sias, just to make it a little bit more ambiguous with the Cassius and all of well, I've, I've already shortened it to Casey. Casey, that, that's fine, yeah. That's uh, what I told the Tabaxi. That works. Um, so I, I go up, I hype you up, you know. Um, I do some spells. Uh, we promise, uh, I, I make, I, I have a little speech here that I could say, uh, just hyping you up. Uh, we do some spells and then we make the stone appear. And then basically, uh, I ring a gong and, uh, you do a little speech. Uh, but you know, you're the, this mystical sort of powerful figure. So it may be like vague and like ambiguous and, you know, you're blessing the city or something. <laughs> Um, I have to do I I have to do a speech. Well, you can do spells, so just do some, you know. Uh, so long as I don't have to talk tidy. No, no. Uh, and then uh, we ring the gong again, and show's over, and we get the frick out of there. Uh, when are we gonna ask questions? Well, uh, in your part, you can ask some questions, but I'm the servant, so maybe that wouldn't look too good. I could say I commanded you to ask my questions. Okay, well, what would you like to ask? God, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Freya was probably right. We didn't think this through, but we have until two o'clock. Yeah. So we've got some time. Yeah. We should probably work on what we're gonna ask. Um. Well. I, I also figured I would come in with no weapons. But I am able to call my scimitar if anything goes mm. wrong. Uh, so I, I, I won't have be to go in defenseless. Okay, that that's smart. 
uh, just in case if things go bad. I have to bring my club with me, um, but I'll I maybe I can wear my torn up uh, clothes uh, that we took the arm off of the last time. Yeah. And yeah. just look all ragged and you know, with a bone. That's that's servanty. That's I don't know. It's sort of weird, but could you maybe say it's your walking stick? Yeah. No. That. No. That's a good cover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just a big meaty walking stick. Yeah. Um. So a question might be, you know, something about the Andersons. We could go directly, you know, um. But that might not appeal to the crowd. They might not know what's going on. Maybe they do. Um. But I was thinking that maybe we start with just something about the the town itself. You know, we could. We could claim to be friends of the Andersons and that we're looking for them. Once they tell us that they're dead, we could ask what happened. And depending on how they react, we'll either say, oh, good, we hated them, or, oh, no, that's awful, we loved them. So mm. if we notice anything, if we, if we notice anyone side eyeing, we could go, oh, good, we hated them, and maybe they'll let us in their circle. That. That would help us, especially if we took their side. Like, if, oh, yeah, the Andersons are great, we're friends with them. Or, no, fuck the Andersons. And then immediate. On the reaction. And then immediate about face. No, we fucking hate them. Yeah. That's. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. So, um, what, what would the question be? Uh, just if anyone's seen the Andersons, we would also like to see them while we're in town. Uh, okay. I can paraphrase that. Um, and, um, are we stopping at the Andersons, or do you want to hit it a little bit deeper? You want to go for the mayor? You want to go for maybe some, uh, some of the things that have been going on? Uh, we could talk about the crypt and the guards, if there's... Depending on how this all goes, maybe we could get... A little too chummy with the mayor and ask about where all the money's coming from? Oh, just as like a rhetorical question? Yeah, just like like poking fun, like yeah. uh You got a great oh, city, where is all this a... money coming from? <laughs> Don't uh. I see everyone oddly oddly working. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I like it, I like it, I like it. See if see if he lets up on anything. Uh that's great. So I'll do how about I do uh the Anderson question? And then yeah. I do like a question of like, why are you all so darn good? Just to get us on, get them on their side a little. Yeah, yeah, uh, right. And, and then hit them up with the, where'd you get all this darn money? Yeah. Yeah, all right. That all right, sounds, sounds like a plan. Sounds good to me. Uh, and I want to put my hand on Karyad's, uh, well, I'm short, but just put my hand up to Karyad. <laughs> on her calf. Looking down at you. On her calf. And be like, listen, I... I know we know we've only known each other for five days, but this we are basically associates and sort of partners in crime uh, in this endeavor. Okay, so I want you to do good, and I'm gonna do good. Okay. All right. I I I promise I won't let you down. I won't let you down either, kid. Can I buy a breakfast? Sure. That's All right. I have no money, so I really, money, I really man. appreciate that. I absolutely have zero, <laughs> zero gold. I really appreciate some food. 
I go inside, get some bagels and coffee. I genuinely thought you said bales, like bales of hay, and I was like, oh, wow. Really cheap. <laughs> bales of really pancakes. Really cheaping out on the meal. <laughs> oh, did we forget, did we forget to mention Kariad's a horse? <laughs> Here, just have some feet. Kariad's not a horse girl. She is a horse. <laughs> a horse and a woman. <laughs> Um, that's, that's all I want to do. Just keep going over yep. the plan with Karyad and munching down. Okay. <laughs> it's 8, 8 a.m. Wait. Okay. You wait. Yeah, Arbed, Arbed's done. You just keep, keep going over your plan. Anybody else want to do anything in the morning? Um. Freya okay. said she'd take a self-care day. <laughs> So, since we have not planned, or at least said, we, we haven't said we are going to go to the cabin again, she's going to go out, uh, and she's going to, yeah, maybe see if there's a spa. <laughs> there is absolutely a spa. Um, it's, it's smaller than some establishments, but it's there. There's all sorts of different spa-like things that are there. <laughs> How long are you spending there? Um, she'll go till maybe... Is he frozen? Freya's getting, noon. A, getting a happy ending. Can't tell. Noon, maybe one o'clock. Yeah, I can't tell. I think they're frozen. They're just relaxing. It's fine. Oh. <laughs> they're at the spa. <laughs> Hello. Uh, she'll probably go to like noon or like one o'clock. Okay. Um. So spend about like twenty-five gold pieces. Twenty-five. Holy shit. Actually, that's a little steep. Um. What they fucking do to me? Do like ten. Ten seems like a fair amount. Well, she was there for. 8 to 9, 9 to 10, 10 to 11, 11 to 12, 12 to 1. I also have to remind myself that gold is a lot of money, so, you know. Yeah, but five hours at a spa? Takes yeah. a little bit to get there. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying make it 25, I'm just saying that look, would be. Look, yeah, it tends a lot. Just because Carrier doesn't have any money doesn't mean you have to make sure everybody else does have any money, too. If I have to be poor, everybody else is poor. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Uh, so ten gold, uh, Freya, as you make your way to the <laughs> spa, uh, you enter and see a bunch of... <laughs> You're poor. Um, this turns into mean I'm girls. a goddamn noble quickly. woman. Um, Freya, you enter and see a series of different fairy lights that twinkle through the air, a nice white painted foyer. You watch as people in robes go about into different rooms, in different areas of relaxation. You come up to a board that says on it all the, a list of all the things they offer. Madubab, cleansings of all kinds, uh, steam rooms. It's a comprehensive list of all kinds of spa treatment. I've never been out to a spa, I'm a poor bitch. <laughs> Um, uh, but then, and then also it, it does, it does come down because, uh, to, at the edge of the board, it says adult services can be provided. 
I am not gonna do that again. I'm fine with just maybe a fate shot. I'm not bad. Yeah, you are. No, sorry. Trip to the trip to the. That's not phrasing. If I made it a pun about sex, no, I meant the word fate. No, it is phrasing. Adult services just means they exfoliate your liver spots. <laughs> Oh, she's gonna so she can read. So, as as this little, um, this large actually furball comes and just says, "Please allow me to give you the best treatment you'll ever have," and she escorts you after you pay your gold and discuss upon which you would like to do, and you find yourself in a montage of different spa treatments where you bring out your books and you do a little work and just have a you day for about half the day. Um. <laughs> Had a good uh, the, the staff would get a little unnerved because halfway through like her just reading her book she, she starts like thinking about like magical theory and stuff. And then that just translates to her, like, rambling to herself, like, mumbling. See, you would and think just that they're on. And slowly unnerved. gets just a little, a little bit louder as she's just, like, looking at her book with her hair in a towel. Just, like, just fast talking. Like, See, they would be unnerved if you didn't just drop ten gold on, like, five hours of, uh, work. So they don't give a shit. They work in public in public areas. They know what's gonna happen. Sometimes they have a completely silent guest, and then sometimes they have someone who screams every time they get a massage. I don't know. Ah! <laughs> this is so good. Ah! That was really nice. Ah! Why did you? Why did you pay for this? This is so relaxing. Ah! Could you get my lower bla- uh, back more? Ah! <laughs> Deep tissue. Oh, too deep! <laughs> Lower. Lower. Too low! <laughs> too ah. too low. Your All head right. is below my foot. Alright. Uh, Freya, eventually, your spa day is complete. You feel relaxed. Rejuvenated. And then you step back out into the streets where everyone is either hung over or still kind of drunk. And all the, yeah, the tension just flooding kind of comes back a little bit. The jaw clenches and she starts to walk towards back towards like the, the hotel that they're standing. Uh, while that is happening, Freya Spade, anything else you guys want to do in the morning? Ramsey just gets up and uh, probably orders room service again. Okay. And says to Karyed and uh, Tekton, let me know when... Uh, I am needed. I will be in the room. Spend another seven gold on that room service. I do. He likes being. He likes being brought his food. <laughs> I like how really Simple there places. is no like telephones. So like you have to walk all the way down to the bar. Say, can I get room service, please? <laughs> walk all the way back up, and then they come back and give it to you. When you could have just at some point in the journey just stayed down there for a few minutes and gotten the food yourself. Eh, it is nice. It, it feels like I am treating myself. I go upstairs. Perhaps I take shower. Perhaps I 
comb my hair. I do not know, but I do not wait on food. The food comes to me. Very nice, right. like it. Yeah, you get you get a lovely breakfast brought up back up to you. Uh, yeah, Fenlo. Um, hmm. I Fenlo would like to uh, just go over his his book for a minute just to see if anything has changed. Again, if it has, because he can't add anything to it yet. Um, has not changed. And, um, uh, Mr. Tekton, are, are you guys going to be doing your thing soon? Do you need me here soon, or do I got time to go run an errand? Uh, it's 2 p. It's at 2 p.m., and right now, as I look at the sun... It's, it's exactly noon. So you got two hours. All right, and are you guys just you guys are just going straight to the mayor's office? Yeah. Yes, we are. Yes, we are, Fenlo. And, How did you uh, sound suspicious when you said? Because I'm fearing for my life, why is Fenlo. It just um, incredibly nervous. It's just a meeting. We, we Meetings uh, with political figures before. We've talked to the council and whatnot. This ain't new. Yeah, but we're not typically lying to them when we do. And it's turned into a more of a meeting. It's sort of a... Sort of a delegation. Sort of a... Sort of a gift offering presentation. We're doing covert operations as well. We're trying to get information without... We're getting in their head. Knowing. We're spreading some propaganda. We're doing some... Sweet psyops. It's gonna be great. Don't worry. Got, I've got like night vision goggles and shit. I, I bought a silencer. Um, <laughs> I don't even have a gun. I bought a silencer what for my club. A gun. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. This character doesn't. Um, I'm. I'm gonna go. You guys. Um, yeah. Bye. -bye. He's gonna go. He's gonna go back to the church that he went to yesterday. And, okay. And hoping I don't know if Damon will be there, so I can't say he'll kill me with Damon. Well, he's a, a priest. I didn't know if he's the only one. So. Small town. All right. Small town priest. You enter and he goes, "Oh, hello, welcome back. I assume you had more questions." Um. Um. Yes. Um. Mostly now that my panic has. Some what subsided. Um, I just figured now would be a good time to ask more questions, and then when the panic comes back after the answers, then I'll have more time to get rid of that panic. Um, um it, it's about what 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 is the um what, what's the relationship between um the demon lords and say angels. Um, if it. I mean, really, the uh, same amount as anything that doesn't like good creatures. Don't really like them. I'd, I, would, I would dare say, assume that they would probably morally detest angels of all kinds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. They are, after all, the very tenants of the gods and different deities and their their ways of life. So um, demons who 
act out against those tenants, I would dare say that angels and demons and devils do not get along. Okay, um, so hypothetically, because there ain't really um, any, 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 any way to um, know the real answer, um, let's say a creature controlled by a demon lord spotted someone with um, some angel wings going on. Um, would, 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 would we have, um, would, would, would the conflict sort of escalate from there? Um, my dear boy, yeah, you act like I am. I know you're you're the only in knowledge of of how a demon would go about ki- going about an angel. If if you're worried about your ancestral heritage and the line of work you do, I must say that, uh, that I I can't really help you, dear dear child. Okay. Um. Thank thank you anyway, so Um. And I'll, I'll put in. I'm gonna be here. I'll I'll leave you with some uh, not really great advice. Uh, okay. If a demon wants to get something he wants, I don't think he'll care if it's an angel or not. I think he would rip the wings off of any creature that got in its way, regardless if it was an Asimar, an angel, or an Aragogra. So. <laughs> Honestly, I think you're just uh, not worrying a whole in a whole different way. <laughs> oh, you're being a little worried too very specific. Be less specific about your worry. Okay. Um, I'm 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 worried about everything you just said specifically. Um, well, it wasn't supposed to make you feel entirely better. Um, I I can't tell if you've succeeded or failed. Then, um. I'm gonna. And I'll do in time. I okay. I'm gonna put two more gold in the donation box. I'm gonna. <laughs> okay. Uh... And you leave. <laughs> and now he's really panicked. <laughs> you spooked the boy. Good. <laughs> <laughs> That's not. It's not. Hard. But you. A stiff breeze is like. Yeah, he puffs up like a cat. Setting the bar pretty low. He literally, he literally used the words like, "Oh, they'll rip the wings off anything." So, <laughs> I'll just go back to the to the, to the hotel. And, um, All right. Order the oldest, most expired apple cider they have. So they give you <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> Gravity Falls. Uh. Yeah. Sure. He'll he'll a cold. Yay, he'll have a morning drink that he does not understand if he even wants it or not. He just knows it'll feel better. Um as the kind of day goes forward, it is approaching two o'clock, so Cariad and Tecton, what is exactly your plan? I'd yes, like to, while we're walking down, I'll walk down uh, to the town hall with Cariad. I'd like to stop in uh, bars like the Blazing Bullet uh, and whatever, and sort of just spread the word around that there's going to be a large event happening, uh, and to bring all of the beer that the, uh, the 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 owners of the bar would like to sell at that event. 
uh, oh. because it will make them money. Make a persuasion check with advantage in the idea of monetary gain. <laughs> Wait, were we making this a spectacle? So you, <laughs> you made it a spectacle as soon as it was outside. <laughs> uh, just straight charisma? Just, uh, no, uh, persuasion. Persuasion. Uh, that's 16. Did you do that with advantage? Okay, yes. Good. Um... Yeah, you see some of the like the, the 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 local bars are starting to like get the idea that there is going to be a large entertainment spectacle. Uh and they begin to kind of like, "Hey, uh, why don't you just go get that trolley and we'll load up a gag." Like, who knows? Maybe 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 something happened. And they're like, oh, "Okay, boss." And then they kind of go around back and start getting things as you guys make your way up. You Kariad, you watch this every so often. Tecton's like, oh, hold on, and goes in, and you hear his voice kind of muffled as he's like, come on, come on, get spectacle what's happening, mayor's office. Kalyan's pulling on her collar. <laughs> you wave at some passerby in nervous energy, and then he comes out, and then you guys walk like another block, and he does it again, and eventually there's a few people, the, the street you leave behind is excitable, and um, the morning hang, the morning afternoon hangover is kind of we wearing off in this excitement of maybe, like, more entertainment than they were expecting, coming a little bit early. Um, as you guys all, uh, or as Tecton and Kariad, sorry, you guys walk down the block, and then eventually get in... Oh. I wanna... I want to, uh, lean down to Tecton's ear. Uh, oi. How are we supposed to ask about the Andersons if everyone's gonna be around? Uh, maybe you could point at someone specifically? Like, just center them out of the crowd and be all ominous and be, you know. Because that's what everyone... I thought we'd just ask Mr. Williams. Or, yeah, you could be like, well, Mr. Williams. Yeah, I like that. That's a good idea. That's what I... But if there's everyone around, he's not going to tell us if he, if he's the one who killed them or if he knows who killed them. Uh, if, when he sputters, you could ask someone that looks like they might know. I don't know. Listen, I'm doing a lot here. You gotta... You gotta... You gotta go with your gut. Sorry, yeah, I... but I wasn't expecting this part. Alright, well... I, I could uh, always ask the question for you, if you'd like. Maybe if we get him in a jovial enough mood... Yeah. I can get close. I can get close to him. Maybe if you make a big spectacle... I can get in and be like, Oh, having a good time. You having a go? You having a laugh? <laughs> <laughs> that was English. That wasn't Welsh. <laughs> Alright, um, yeah, fuck it, let's do it, Carriot, let's go. So as you guys walk up the street to the climate- Carriot, I got, I got blood in my bones right now, that's not supposed to be there, but in that blood there's <laughs> fire, so I'm, I'm pumped. I'm a little pumped, I'm also very <laughs> nervous, I might throw up before we go. I think Tecton's like, Tecton's like shaking. Alright. Okariad's okay, okay, definitely the nervous shape. This, shape. Was, like, this was supposed to be just like a very had, like, small lie. Yeah. <laughs> this was supposed to be a very small lie. The, the nervous shakes get even more as you see the very plain, not very official looking building in front of you, and you just look at each other. Do you guys go in? Uh. Kariad catches her second wind, but not actually <laughs> the, the ability. Ability. Her emotional second wind. Her, yeah. Uh, or the, or the rest. Is everyone else here? 
Uh, Ramsey was in the room until you assumingly got Yeah, you, you did not. I mean, That's... nobody said to get him. I thought you guys too. You two were just going. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then yeah, the Ramsey's yeah, there. Yeah, I'm there. Ramsey's there. Ramsey's there. Okay. How? I have a question. Because me and Ramsey's weren't exactly there, and they were discussing the plan. So how confused are we by the fact that there's a crowd? Very confused. <laughs> As as the as so, as you guys kind of look up at the, the 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 mayor's office, there is like a few people setting up like stalls and tables and everything, and just kind of like, is I don't get what's supposed to be so uh, spectacular. I thought there was supposed to be a spectacle. I I don't know, uh, like a weird dwarven man just like told us about it, so I was like, okay, let's just get started. Um, like there's like someone who maybe like has um. Workers help in the day while she takes care of her kids in the day. So she has her kids with her while she's setting up a stall so someone can watch the store. And she's like, "Okay, kids, just sit there while I do this." And she slams a big keg up on the table, and it <laughs> um, as this stall is put up in front of you all. There's like three or four here. Um, what, what are you guys doing? Um, Ramsey. Uh, yes, Fenlo. What's going on? Uh, um, my gut tells me uh, someone has uh, spread the word of us. For can like can I go up words. to them? Yeah, sure. I I find them in the crowd and be like, "Hey, uh, Fenlo, Garyed, or no, Fenlo Ramsey, sorry. Uh, Garyed's with me. Sorry, I'm a little flustered right now. Um, so this is our." Town hall meeting with oh, the mayor. Uh, no, yeah, but but why? I do not think all these. Why is there not? I do not think all these. I do not think all these people are the mayor. I think there's just one in there in the building. So, like Fenlo has said, but why are all these people here? Because Kyriad and I are going to ask him some questions, and we want the people to hear what we, his answers is. His answers I, are. Sorry. Doesn't oh, okay. meeting with the mayor typically? happen in the office where the mayor typically typically but we're no typical adventures so let's go now and and he's in your mind gonna follow suit and come out here to answer the question maybe i don't know what and why are people setting up stalls uh, free, free drinks, free, uh, you know, just get them in a good mood. Okay, That's the so... Idea. Huh. The plan is very different than what I originally thought. That is fine, we will make it work. Uh, we will take the... Uh, we will both stand to the, the left of the building as, um... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And we will, uh, stand mm. guard? We protecting uh, uh, you Cariad right now, or are you Cassius? I didn't. I didn't come over with Tekton. Oh. I'm trying not are, to be seen with you guys. Are they Cariad right now, or are they Cassius? Um, they okay, are. See. They are getting into their role of and, and, uh, and, Cassius. And what's your role in this? My role is a humble uh, servant, and I take off my. I start taking off my. Clothes, 
Um, and I want to put on my torn up uh, in the mid- clothes that I ripped the in the middle of the street. Yeah. In the middle, with Ramsey? everybody. I, I don't think I don't know if you know this, Fenlo, but you, I know I'm, I cast invisibility on him because I do have shame. <laughs> he goes invisible. Uh, as I'm like taking off my clothes, I'm like, listen, both of you, I appreciate the work you're doing. <laughs> and uh, if things go bad, please come in, but definitely enjoy the show. And um, I'd like to say that I'm tired of doing things small and I want to do things no, big right now. What show? Okay. Show? Uh, what show are you talking about? And I. Uh, wait, hold on, wait, hold on. Can you on. hold my backpack? <laughs> Tectin, Tectin, wait, if you are humble servant, please give Fenlo and I a drink before you go. I'll, I'll give you a... I'll give them a free drink voucher. Where did you get vouchers? Um, Where'd you get the vouchers? <laughs> I'm just making that up. I'm sorry. I'll give them some. Okay. Clink, clink. Uh, I'll give them two gold. And uh, I'm going to give them my backpack. Uh, I'm going to take my bone club and a few of my uh, other equipment. Um, uh, and I'm gonna go find Alright. Gariad, you psych yourself up a little bit more. Uh, I'm so, like, actually nervous. <laughs> um, you got, what's the plan? Uh, I want to... Uh, is it 2 o'clock? Is it... Uh, it's 1.59. 1.59. Okay, uh, so I'm, we're, I'm just gonna find, like, a nice spot. That is very, uh, like, uh, it could be used as, like, a stage, maybe in, like, the middle of, right in front of the sure. stairs or sure. something like that. Definitely. Um, and I want to just lift up a five by five foot stone cube that, uh, that Carriette is standing on. Okay. And I want to say, just be silent, be still, we're... Or do what you'd like, but you, if you'd look imposing right now, that'd be great. And I look. Kariad will put her hands behind her back and stand up straight, uh, very much drawing upon her noble background. Okay. Um, I lift Kariad up uh, with my bone club as I'm using it as like a old man's cane. Alrighty. <laughs> and um, uh, just uh, watch it rise. Sounds good. So, as the crowd kind of, like, hushes a little bit as this, like, 5x5 five five cube stone, like, kind of raises up from the earth, and Karayev stands proudly under, like, the picture-perfect picture-perfect moment of a noble in front of the crowd. The crowd kind of hushes. And you can hear the crowd kind of pick up, like, the, who's that? I don't know. I think they cleared out the graveyard. What is, what is going on? What is, what is, what are you guys doing? Um, I want to just uh, stand in front, below Karyad, with my cane club in front of my hand, and um, uh, say, We have a meeting with the mayor. It will begin when he arrives. The crowd quickly like, This is kind of weird. I've never seen this kind of fan here. Are they nobles? I don't know. Is this guy from Glanchester? Shut up. And he like bats him away. Uh, the door behind you, like, opens. Out comes that tabaxi with, the, like, the kind of purple velvet suit. The, like, the fluffy collar and kind of comes out and he says, 
What is going on here? We have a meeting oh. with the mayor. Yes, normally meetings are conducted in his office. <laughs> um, sorry, I know that in the past we've had a lot of things that I believe your office has done wrong, and uh, I don't want this to be another. We were promised right in front of town hall with everyone gathered. Is that not happening, or...? This was not what we discussed yesterday. Yes. Well, the people are here, and they're waiting for their mayor. <sighs> make a, make a, make an intimidation check. Oh. <laughs> Pure chaotic energy. Uh, I'm gonna use my inspiration. Love it. Yeah. It's my, oh, it's my no. last, my last inspiration. <laughs> That's a natural talent. Oh. <laughs> I will show you. The I'm using this little boy. That's a twenty. Oh, oh it rolled. Um, so, this man, this Tavaxi man, goes. Let me go, get the mayor. And the door clicks shut, and the crowd like also breaks out into this quick, like conversation. Like, what's going on? They seem more important. I don't think they're from Clanchester. They must be from Udal. I raise my hands and say, Citizens of Yallaford, your mayor arrives soon. And go back to my position. There's more whisperings, like, who is this guy? Did he I'm say Yallaford? I thought we... This guy must must be confused. He must be in a certain... <laughs> he must be in the wrong city. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the door behind you opens. <laughs> and the crowd hushes again as... This man comes stepping out, and I cannot describe him any other way than pudgy Colonel Sanders. Uh, he's got a <laughs> like a perfectly coiffed, uh, white white hair, uh, go- white goatee, bolo tie, white suit. He's a bigger man. He steps out into the sunlight and goes, "Well, well, I do declare that we might have a mighty fine gathering here in my fair." Town Square. What do I owe the pleasure to see my lawful citizens coming out and providing their fairly livelihood into my town square? Uh, I would like to give the mayor a quick uh, bow uh, and then turn to the rest of the crowd and say, uh, Yes, as I was saying, citizens of Yarlford, our delegation here, and the citizens of Wallaford. <laughs> And surrounding communities. <laughs> I present you the mayor of Wallaford. Give him a round of applause. The crowd does clap at this show of grandeur and seeming respect to their fair mayor, who they enjoy the presence of. And the, the mayor doesn't blush, doesn't overly, overly react or anything, just goes, Oh, y'all are some mighty fine folks. Give yourselves a round of applause for your generous livelihoods and your strict practices to your craft. And all the crowd kind of like woo and clap at this as well. And he says, now I do declare that I am mighty surprised at this encounter. So might I inquire what this show of grandeur is uh, happening for my my fair guests here. And he eyes Kariad, who is up on the stone, and Tecton, who is the mouthpiece to this operation. Uh, I'm gritting a little as he's trying to win the crowd. Um, uh, 
Mr. Colin Williams. <laughs> That's so. my name. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, and those who do not choose, I present to you and you, Mr. Colin Williams. Casey the Venerable. And I point at Cariad uh, the statue. Mm. The crowd kind of regards, and then does the, should we clap? We should, we should clap, and they lightly clap. Um, and then I would like to cast Maximilian's Earth and Grasp uh, on top of the cube. Uh-huh. And so a large uh, earthen hand, like, comes up and elevates Cariad uh, even further. All right. <sighs> Pushed from the ground, this stone, like, kind of, like, uh, slender, long arm just, like, juts it up about... Uh, I would like to walk around sort of, uh, the, uh, the pillar now, um, and as it's rising, I would like to say, uh, the mystical Casey is a stranger to your lands, but looks kindly and with a generous heart on your already plentiful city of Wallaford. Give it up for Wallaford! That, like, riles the crowd. They're like, woo! As they they enjoy their own patriotic uh, aptitudes. Uh, I'm just keeping, uh, keep gesturing at, um, Kyriad, And I want to say, uh, the powerful Casey sees your beautiful city and pension for partying. She would like to gift these enormous stones to you and your mayor to add to your eternal rowdiness. And I want to... <laughs> Uh, make cast mold earth and make similar uh, stone okay. cubes appear around <laughs> A series of stones erupt and look suitable to your standards, Tecton. But first, before these gifts are given, the venerable Casey would like to know the answer to three questions. And I do like. Make a performance check. Please. Uh, that's 11. 11? Goes mighty well. This is well done and put together. But I thought this was strictly donations. Donations do not come with strings attached, my fair lady Cassie. And you. I'm sorry I did not get your name. I'm going to interject. My servant misspoke. We're not here for questions, although I am extending an olive branch. As you may have heard, if the news has reached here, the recent heir of the Amaldo stone mines has just passed away and I am the new heir. That is why we come bearing these gifts, and we would like it if we could maybe bridge our two communities together. I own a great deal of wealth, as does this town, I'm, I have no doubt. I would like to bring business to this town, more so than it already has. Make a deception check, please. I'm not good at deception. <laughs> Um, I don't know if I should waste my inspiration die just yet. This is only skimming the surface. Do you want to use it right now? 
I know, that's why I should save it for something, like, really big. Uh, alright, I got an eight. eight. <laughs> he goes, well, 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 you have come to my humble, humble town here who knows exactly what they want. I want to cut him off. I'm cutting him off before he says anything to the people. The benevolent Casey is in her ever-important quest to foster peace across these lands. And she would like to know some questions. Casey, would you like to ask these questions, or would you like me to, your humble servant? <laughs> I'm, I'm too important to ask my questions. You may. So gracious. <laughs> the benevolent Casey would like to know where are the Andersons? Mr. Mayor? You, there is a soft, like, uh, come, that comes through the crowd, and his enjoying his time in this weird limelight kind of look that he has, this kind of grin, this natural grin, you can see just from the way he looks that he is now, his grin is less real, um, and it's more like plastered on for show. And he goes, well, I hate to say it, but uh, the Anderson sadly died in a tragic fire in their inn some time ago. And they are they are now within the domains of the dead. That's an awful tragedy. I was great friends with the Andersons. As we were all. I'm glad that they... Okay, I want to. I want to. I want to insight that. I want to insight that. Do I notice? Make an insight check. Yeah. And I want to look around at the crowd and stuff. Um. Insight. What the fuck is insight? I know how to read. Uh, nineteen. <laughs> 19. Um, you went looking around the crowd when you when you hear him say this. Like when you say this, and when you hear him begin to speak. There is a genuine, like, sadness that falls over the crowd of, like, these, like, everyone had some possible connection with them or they were a pillar in the community. When you get over to uh, Colin Williams, he has this look of, there is a, 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 like a, like a touch of sadness in his face, but it's more overshadowed of what the fuck is going on right now. That's like a more apparent on his face. That's <laughs> um, I look a little sad, and then I uh, bow my head and I look up to. Carrie. He goes, "I'm." Uh, he's gonna continue. He goes, "As we, as were we all, this. Uh, they were pillars in our community, and I'm sure every one of us has had some connection to the Andersons in themselves in their time. Truly." truly generous generous people and the crowd kind of like yeah yeah clap a little bit over the memory of these people we would like to make sure their generosity does not end with them we're gifting these stones to you and we would like to do it in their name the crowd kind of like picks up and begins to clap and Colin Will Williams claps along with them and says, well, that is mighty generous. We will make sure that they, everyone knows of your fond generation, generosity to their name and keeping their memory alive. 
I'll look, I'll look down to tech then, yeah, like, next one. Well, much like the pillars that we've erected here, I understand that the Andersons were a pillar in our community, and I hope they can be a beautiful metaphor for the legacy that they left with us. Or with you, rather, Mr. Mayor. In my culture, in the Dwarven culture, we drink when we are sad. And drinking reminds me a lot of Walliford. Uh, I want to give like a sly little smirk to the crowd. Uh, uh, and I want to know, how do y'all have the energy to party so much? With so much tragedy in your life. How is Walliford the best party city this side of the continent. Somewhere in the crowd, you hear endurance! And then the crowd's like, yeah, woo! And then they just kind of cheer along <laughs> to their own hubris. I want to give a roar. <laughs> okay. With them. Um, once again, the amiable great Casey would like to flatter the city. Party, pardon my dwarvish tongue here, but uh, where do you all find folks? Get all the gold! <laughs> uh... I want to say that as the roar is going on with the crowd. Okay. The crowd uh, repeats sheer endurance at this idea. They, they all say Not that? like in unison. It's not like a, okay. for <laughs> endurance. Sheer endurance. <laughs> it's like they just, the a, a crowd gets into the groove of something to do with what they, like, get really patriotic. It's like when people spout patriotism in our world and then don't necessarily get the idea of where it's coming from. Um, Ramsey starts cheering too. Yeah! <laughs> Endurance! Um, Tecton is going to cast Enlarge on Carrie. <laughs> she grows a size. <laughs> and then I give another roar. <laughs> the crowd goes, gets into a little more like of a frenzy a little bit. Um, I would like to mold earth along with my iron bar that I bought a mm -hmm. while ago. Um, and I want to sort of, uh, quickly, like, mold the earth and, like, attach, like, the shield to it with, like, rock so that it's, the rock is, like, crusting over the shield. Okay. And then I want to take my bone club and then smack it like a gong. Um, then I'm going to say to the crowd, it is done! These wonderful stones may begin a new era of production and wealth to the great city of Walliford. You rock! Woo! Uh, Colin, it's a Colin Williams, like, kind of corrects his suit a little bit, steps into a crowd. He says, These fine folks here have made their decrees pretty sound. Why don't we all take a fair break today, a little earlier in our businesses, and why don't we all have a little celebration and the crowd kind of like picks it up a little bit more and they're like woo so everyone's starting to begin to drink from the supplied ales and alcohols. um before the retention is lost i want to say great idea mr mayor now folks time is of the essence but casey the wise has a few words of good fellowship a short phrase that they would like to impart upon you this is the moment you've all been waiting for where Casey will bless you with her wisdom. Throwing right under the bus. 
I'll not waste your time with some long fancy speech. I'll simply say something in my native tongue. Chan var go get a go go go. And I'm gonna look out and I, do I see any elves? There are a few elves in the crowd. Okay, what I just said was the Church of Saint Mary next to the Hollow of the White Hazel. No, shit. What is it? The Church of Saint Mary in the Hollow of the White Hazel next to the Raging Whirlpool of the Red Cave of Saint Cilio. Okay. Uh, so so just yeah. just nonsense. Uh, and he goes. You heard her. Oh, yeah! <laughs> you... um, and with that, you've all been blessed, Wallaford, by Casey the Vulnerable. Enjoy your gifts. And then Cariad will bow as I, I, I'm going to pull out the bottle of scotch and I'll present it like You are also 10 feet up in the air. So that he... Yes, so that he knows not to leave okay. before I can get down. He'll, he'll wait, he'll wait. Um, and then I would like to mer- move the uh, giant stone yeah. hand that Cariad is on uh, to the ground, just gently, so that uh, she... The gray matter in the arm just moves down, and really you can hot down Cariad pretty easily. And Colin, William- Colin Williams comes up to you and says, Well, you have made quite a spectacle today. I'm going to lean into his ear as, I- as I'm handing him the scotch. And I'm going to say, the Andersons and I had a great deal of business together. I'm hoping that you and I could continue that. He takes... And I'll look, I'll look back with, like, a knowing... He takes, he takes the scotch, happily accepts the scotch, and he says, Why don't we step on into my office, you and your servant, and we can discuss continuing business? He... No time, Mr. Mayor. Uh, Cassius has to go somewhere very quickly uh and i cast um uh i i stop the cast to get enlarged so that period grow shrinks sure. um we have places to be and beer to well, drink i would you still have 15 minutes in your meeting time it would be such a waste if my fair secretary had to move all this around just for you to skedaddle after five minutes after you've made your point and didn't do any business. That that would be lovely. And I'll take his hand and I'll kiss the back <laughs> um, of his hand. As you're leaning down, I would like to whisper in your ear, should I get the rest of them? Very subtly, I'll shake my head. I won't say anything out loud because I'm yeah. still right in front of me. Do you want me to go in with you? Oh, no. <laughs> goes, come on in. And he opens the door to this, the office, and he uh, kind of guides you into this, the, the one door that you would see in the room that uh, was normally closed. And he leans over and says, Rufus, why don't you just uh, make sure nobody disturbs us? And the tabaxi goes, um, yes, sir. And he nods gently and goes about his business. And Colin Williams kind of comes in to his office. It is very Texan, very like, uh, there are antlers on the wall, taxidermy head, bull horns, the kind of uh, cowskin rugs on the back of the chairs. And he takes off his, his over jacket and he sets it on the corner of, or like a coat rack. And he says, why don't y'all make yourselves at home? 
while we bust open this fine, fine scotch. Kunk. Smells it and goes over to a little corner where there is a decanter already when he fishes out a couple glasses. And he says, I do hope you're, you will indulge my habit of sharing gifts and allow your servant to have some while he's on the job. Of course, I'd not dishonor Excellent. you like that. And he pours three glasses of like two fingers full of scotch and hands them out gently. And he smells it and takes a, a swig from it and seems to enjoy the taste of it. He goes, all right. And he sits down into his big backed chair and he goes, now that we had y'all's little performance out of the way, why don't I ask you what you really want? Well, we were hoping you could shed a a little more light on uh, just what exactly happened to the Andersons. I know they had a great deal of enemies. Who told you that? It was quite apparent from knowing them. You don't know them at all, do you? Not allowed to roll this. You already rolled it earlier on. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was this is the same roll. That's what it was for. Because I actually knew the Andersons quite well. See, they were one of the first families I officiated their business licenses into. And I even gave them suggestions on where to place their business, their fair inn, the one that this town very thoroughly enjoyed. And I was also established as the fan Georgie, their fair first son's godfather. Sorry, just silent while writing that down. So, when I have some lovely, very extraordinary people come into my town, make a big show of talking about their connections to the Andersons, I would hope that they knew at least some about them. Because outwardly, they did not have very many enemies. And inwardly, they did not either. So, can you tell me where your uh, little mine is located? I look at Cariad, and my face is not of the wacky car salesman. <laughs> it's definitely very stern. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking at her with, like, just kind of like a look that would suggest that the gig is up. I don't know. Kariad won't break character, okay. though. Kariad will keep the noble heir. Which technically it's isn't a lie. That's true. <laughs> um, I would like to, with my like body, just try to make my heart a bit of stone. Okay. And I would like to look at the mare and say, We didn't know the Andersons. But from what you told us, your involvement with them is very suspicious, especially since you're the godfather of their um, child. He leans back in his chair and he mulls it over and takes another sip from the glass. And 
looks you two over and says, Why, frankly, I don't care if it looks suspicious. Sometimes the truth does look suspicious. And if you, some randoms, come in here, display a grandiose display of your magical capabilities and your know-hows on how to please a crowd around you, and I was constantly scared of that happening, well, my God, I should not be mayor. Mr. Colin Williams, we smell something rotten in this town. And you've given us a lot of plausible deniability. And we're not going to make any more moves, because we just made one. And, you know, we're on the same sort of, maybe, maybe not so much appreciation as you, but we're at least known amongst the town. And... If there's anything else that goes on that's not right, you're going to hear about it, and if it involves you, you're probably not going to make it out alive. We're going to leave now. We had our meeting. Oh no, there's still ten minutes on the clock, and I do love how you just threaten the mayor. And you're right. I won't do anything. Because doing something would implicate me in whatever you think is going on here. I've been the mayor for a very long time, and I've kept myself clean. I've done what I thought is best for this town, and many agree that it is what is the best. They have had their time, and that time will continue... Until that falls. And if some bohemian group wants to come in here and shake that foundation and see if it cracks, then by all means. But if that falls and breaks down a whole city because you decided that it was in your best interest to stick your nose into a place you've been for five minutes, then by all means do that. But blood will be on your hands. The loss of community will be on your hands. And anything that else that falls in that line will be on you. Because I've given my life for this town. So please, by all means, go and poke your head around. Connive and cheat into anything you think would give your picture-perfect idea of what's going on here. Any kind of solidarity. Some confirmation, maybe. But just because it makes sense in your brain does not mean it's real. And I believe our meeting time's up. Have a nice day. This was a nice scotch. Thank you. Didn't seem like ten minutes to me, but fine. Fucking pop it. And then I'll go <laughs> out the door. Okay. Right. will get up. Just give a nod. About okay. face and leave. Let's walk out into the the fa- the mini festival that's going on in here. Um, there are some people that are. It, it's not party environment. It's it's not like unza like club environment like you see every night. It is more like celebration. There are conversations happening. It's less about getting drunk and having a good time, and it's much less of 
discussions on what has happened or like the cool like the cool stuff that they've just seen because you did make a big performance um and there's this like middle of the day it's almost like a cooler chat like a lot of people are just talking about their days so far um and it's definitely a different atmosphere especially in the daytime when the sun is the one providing most of the lights are it, 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 are people like awkward around this? Or are they kind of, are they kind of enjoying this change of pace? No, they're having a, they're they're enjoying this. I think you kind of assume that like this does happen. It's just not on the same amount for, for, as others can be. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, people see people seem to be enjoying themselves. I'm gonna go. Ramsey's gonna turn to like maybe like a group of people who have congregated and started talking and he's just gonna kind of like listen for a second and then like uh say so did you enjoy uh the performance that is just happened? oh yeah it was it was so dope i mean it's not the like the first time we see uh people with magic come through and stuff like that but they really gave it their all it was very much it was very impressive have you seen the mayor before does he make appearance very often oh, he um this is like a a woman comes in. She goes, "Oh, um, he comes out every so often. He's a busy man. There's lots of um, things that he has to attend to, but he's not not a recluse. We do see him. He's definitely not afraid to get I into some good. higher, um, higher, higher problems in the city. Um, he actually tends to listen to us a lot, which is say kind of different from other places I've lived. That is quite nice, actually." What kind of places did you live before? Oh, I've I've yeah, lived in bigger kingdoms. You see this? She's like um, a human woman. Uh, she's she's got her hair like kind of braided back for the workday. This brown hair, and she's got kind of um, she might be a like a like a cook because she's got a lot of flour and stuff on her. Even though you don't see an apron, um, she goes. I've I've worked in a couple kingdoms. I've been to I've uh, been to Vestile, um, and that one's a whole different landscape. It's the the council is very hard to make decisions. It takes a while for things to become overturned or implemented. And it's not a bad place. It's just slow going for such a big place. Um, and I've, I've worked in Rodal a few times and their, their government's a little weird and just how it's structured. You can, you can be perfectly fine and know what you're doing in one mountain and then, and a whole other it's 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 a whole different ball game so it's really confusing so th it's nice to be in a place that is just normal it's it's you know the mayor takes a, a great deal in making sure that we are comfortable and that's something and, and quickly too he makes it quick it sounds nice you guys have much autonomy over your own businesses and livelihoods yeah. uh may i ask a following question sure how does the town make uh, its money? I have a friend who's actually been quite interested in figuring that out, but who we ask, uh, they don't. No one seems to uh, know well, the it answer. Depends on what you're at. Like taxes happen; they happen every year. But if you're I talking about like, does the does uh, the town like own anything? Uh, that is a good question to bring up. Yes. I mean, I don't necessarily i'm sure they own the land um i'm sure that's that's part of the process is they that they've taken the land and they purchase it 
and people purchase it for their buildings and such. What about uh, things for raw materials? Where do you get the uh, resources to build um, uh, buildings and uh, other things? Like, do you trade? We haven't had and a lot so, of what buildings built here in a long time, actually. We don't really outwardly expand. It's it's more people just moving on, outgrowing. Maintain? I mean, there's very few families here because of just the atmosphere that kind of happens. Um, and those who have families are just making their way through life. Uh, making their way down, down. Um, Ramsey uh, does a nod. Uh, I am sorry, I did not uh, catch your name before. I am uh, Ramsey. It's uh, Kellen. Kellen. Kellen? Yeah. Helen. It is very nice to meet you, Helen. No, with a K. Helen. I Kellen? Like, K. K. Like, Kellen. K. <laughs> Kellen. I apologize. My name is... <laughs> My name is uh, Ramses. I appreciate this conversation we have had. Do you work at a store near I town? I work in a uh, small in bakery that provides um, breads and, and pastries to the local inns. Oh, I see. Is it, uh, I take it it is bigger, not the flea market uh, Yeah, it's a stalls. little more um, uh, mass-produced um, and aimed to get out in the morning more than a local bakery. Wonderful. Maybe I can stop by sometime. I'll pick up Fred and say hello. Well, I mean, it's but, a, uh, yes, we don't really very, sell um, like one or two loaves. We, we sell it in bulk to other places. Oh, I understand now. I apologize for my previous confusion. Oh, it's, it's all fine. Anyway, thank you, Kelland. It is very nice to oh, meet you. It's very you. nice to meet you, too. And she shakes her hand. Ramsey does a shake back and then turns, uh, like, looks around for Benlo. Oh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, I just got, like, else in the crowd. water. Water. <laughs> <laughs> There is no water. Oh, well, <laughs> he thought it was water, and now he doesn't know what to do with it. It's a cup full of wheat water. Oh, Finlow, you got um, water. May same, I have sip? This is, um, I think this is booze again. It is fine. <laughs> he holds yeah, out his count. hand. Um, how do you think their meeting went? Thank you, and... And as you say that, the doors uh, uh, open up and you see Kariad with a kind of neutral expression and then Tecton with a little bit of an angry one. I do not know. Um, I think we're about to find out. Um, if it's okay with you, I don't want to be associated with him for the next few minutes, so I'm going to walk towards the inn before him. Okay, you're gone. Yeah, because... The social interactions that Fenlo doesn't want to have. Ramsey feels a little conflicted. Ramsey looks a little conflicted as he looks between like Fenlo, who's walking away, and like the others. So he puts up his hand like quick as to signal like we're over here, and then walks in the direction Fenlo's going. Fenlo, wait up! Uh, oh, oh, sorry. Alright, slow down.
Hello, hello, and welcome to the interlude of this session of Chronicles of Gaia, Session 7, Part 2. I am your friendly neighborhood Dungeon Master, Liv, and I'm here to tell you about all those things that I have to tell you about. So, first of all, if you like this show, give it a like, give it a subscribe, ring the bell, give us a rating on whatever platform you're listening to. It really helps in the long scheme of things. Thank you very much. Uh, also, you should follow us on our social medias to see all the things we will do in the future. And you can follow us on Twitter at CogRPG or on Instagram at CoG.RPG because we could not get those same handles. Gosh darn. Next, <laughs> I gotta tell you about Saran, who's our wonderful character artist and thumbnail artist for the podcast. You can commission him and see his comic and see if he streams by following him on Twitter at the shockwave 48 He's awesome. You should commission him and look at that comic. Duh. <laughs> oh, God. Next up is Elk, who does a lot of the intro, the outro, and the middle interlude music that brought you here. And he does art as well. You should follow him on all his social medias, which is Twitter at Lord underscore Elk. Instagram at elk underscore lord underscore art or coffee for commissions at elk underscore lord. And he also streams. You should check him out. Finally, of course, music. We have three sources of music for this podcast, and I'm going to give them all their shout outs. One is Tim from tabletopaudio.com or patreon.com slash tabletopaudio, who does awesome tabletop music for you to view and listen and use on your tabletops at home. Uh, you can see his stuff on his website, or if you would like alternate tracks, you can go on and give him a couple of dollars and you get two alternate tracks or so when he releases a new song, and it's really cool. Next up is Alexander Nakarada from SerpentSoundStudios.com or Patreon.com slash a-N-A-K-A-R-A-D-A. And you can find him. He does more than just tabletop music. He does orchestral, funny EDM, cool, fun music. And he's really cool. And he's what got us that cool fantasy EDM style that we had a couple episodes ago with the Walliford stuff. And finally, if you want a more classic Wizards of the Coast, Sword Coast adventure style stuff for your home games... A new person that I've been featuring on the podcast is AJ from Sword Coast Soundscapes or patreon.com slash Sword Coast Soundscapes. He does awesome tracks that coincide with a lot of the pre-made adventure modules such as Descent into Avernus, Ghost of Salt Marsh, or even Curse of Strahd. And you should check him out too. Okay, that's it for me. I'm going to let you go. I have dinner waiting. I hope you guys have a great week, and thank you for listening to another episode of Chronicles of Gaia. All right, goodbye. I go back to Karyab. Okay. Um, what's the plan? Do you want to socialize? I'm not quite feeling it. I feel rather defeated, but if we leave now, it will look suspicious. Yeah. You don't have to stay. As you're just my servant, I could say I dismissed you. Sure. And I'll I'll stay. I'll socialize. Okay. Um if I if I run into any trouble, 
I'll, I'll, I'll run. Okay. I'll book it out. I'll, I'll, I'll start a, I'll start a fire. Well, if I run into any trouble. If you're not back at the staircase in, in a, an hour, do you want to say? Keep your eyes to the skies, and if you see smoke, come out. Okay. Um, sounds like a, sounds like a plan. Uh, I'm gonna go off with the others, see if I can find them. Okay. Uh, okay. Kariad, as you make your way into the crowd, you get, uh, in- enveloped in in conversation and in hands a lot of people shake your hands as you have portrayed yourself as this knight of sorts this noble noble knight of the people um they it's not like great like deep conversation that you engage in it's more of people just being like oh my god you're so nice ass ass kissing kissing. yeah very much like when you meet someone, like, you meet one of the knights that joust at medieval times. <laughs> Where they're just, like, excited <laughs> because they saw you just fucking do some shit. Like, but, like, it's not like you're meeting, like, Lady Gaga or something. Yeah, but they don't it's know like, me. Yeah, they, yeah. It's yeah. not like you're meeting, like, a complete idol. It's just some people did some cool shit. Um, and carry on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's hot as fuck. Um, so, yeah. Uh, very quickly, Ramses and Fenlo... Uh, Tecton does catch up with you with his little little dwarven legs. He does catch up. Uh, hi. How um that that happened? Yeah. How did the meeting go? Yeah. You look very upset. It didn't. Um, we, it's Why? Fine. We're fucked. It's, we fucked up. Well, I mean, the performance was a bit much, but I don't know. I don't think he did that bad. It was. A little- Ramsey looks confused and waits for you to continue. The performance was great. It was the funnest thing I've ever done. But I don't believe... I don't believe we have enough reasons... Why would we go against against the mayor? If, If there is something going on, then the mayor has something to do with it. But if he's clean... That it means that there might be a chance that. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! I, I thought you went in there to ask like about business and how the town makes money and. You... I was under similar uh, pretense. What did you talk about while you were in the meeting? We talked about his connection to the Andersons, and um, and he. He's very hostile, of course, to what we did, um, and I may have threatened his life, maybe. I threatened his life. Um, Ramsey, like, stops walking and turns towards you. He puts a hand up to stop Fenlo, and he, like, he, he has, like, this absolute, like, rage on his face that I don't think you guys would be very familiar with. Decton. You have threatened the mayor of the town? He does not, like, hush his voice. He, like, he does not, like, hesitate to, like, bolster at him. That was a foolish decision. Yeah. Um, I did. You must justify yourself. Speak! I... wanted to make a play. I wanted it to be big, and I wanted to trap this guy. Because I had a feeling that there was something wrong, and 
He's got a lot of good reasons why there might not be something wrong. And the way he was talking, you should have heard him. He was... Listen, back in the lesson, I worked in the trade guild. I was the stonemason. And I know these guys. They're slimy. They're corrupt. And I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. It is fine not to trust him, but what I do not understand is why you would threaten someone's life when they prove that they were not involved. Because you have made a great deal against someone who holds much power while we in an unfamiliar territory. You made a poor decision, Tecton. I stand by it, though. Because we learned a lot, and Cariad's pretty famous in here. I think we made a lot of progress today. Tecton Nephilhart. And I mean this with every bit of respect I have for you, of which the amount is slowly but surely dwindling. You are such an idiot. I prefer to think of myself as a bit of a best too, but we just to. potentially made an enemy in a demon lord, and you are going making enemies with the mayor of the town we are currently staying in. You have made a cover they that might as... will not last for Cariad or yourself, because people around here know who we are and what we actually do. You have managed to go off on your own, accomplish absolutely diddly squat, and you threatened a man's life. This is why we don't make big plays, Tecton. And I think halfway through that, Fen was wings and eyes went. I was just gonna say, like wings, ethereal wings, just erupt from the back. Uh, I think Ten Tecton definitely looks hurt because he thinks that Fen was uh, like a kid, basically. And to Rinse. hear that level of maturity, he's sort of like definitely looks remorseful. Ramsey takes a hand and puts it on uh, Fenlo's shoulder, who he sees is clearly, like, uh, like if not more angry than he is, which he's surprised of. But he turns to Tekken nonetheless and says, I defended you to Freya, and you have nothing of substance to show of what you say you have accomplished. Not yet. There's but nothing we'll find to find, Tekken. There's always something. There's a... You... There's a prophecy at play, there's fate in the works, and there's something going on. Is and it really worth it if you get squashed like a bug along the way? I'm... This town is happy. The mayor is fine. Nobody's getting hurt. Stop making stuff up to justify your nonsense. Have a nice day. Ramsey puts his, like, other hand on Fenlo's shoulder and, like, uh, walks away with him. Um, I think of shouting something at them, but I don't. Okay. Um, left alone 
in the road as they puddle away. <laughs> Just um, good look. <laughs> um, I want to do Fenlo and Ramses. You make your way back to the inn. Um, Freya, <laughs> what have you been doing this whole time? Yo, uh, it's me, your boy. Um, <laughs> after the spa, um, she probably would have, because she only had like maybe an hour and a half or something before all this went down. Uh, probably more reading and a little bit more time with that doll that she made. Um, just thinking more. And she's probably, like, coming to the realization that, like, she's too hard on Tekton and Cariad. And after a lot of, like, just thinking to herself and, like, okay, like, you know what? Like, Tekton's, he just, he just wants... He just wants what's best for us. He just wants to... He wants to do something and... Like, maybe he's a little rash, but... She knows that he's not... Like, a complete pig-headed idiot. And she's waiting for them to come back so she can apologize for being so... So rude last night. And when she sees Ramses and Fenlo enter, she's like... Oh, so... You're back. How'd it go? Freya, you might want to talk to us upstairs. And Ramsey, like, goes upstairs, still holding, like, Fenlo's hand. And quickly make their way upstairs. As soon as everyone's in the room, Ramsey, like, slams the door shut. He, like, there is, like, his face, like, his tan skin is, like, red. He looks so mad right now. Freya, like, gets up slowly from her table and just goes, Oh, no. <laughs> And then turns around and follows them up. Uh, The door, you you step into the door, uh, Freya, and then you you see Fenlo on the bed and you're like, where's Ramsey's? And the door slams behind you. (laughs) And Ramsey's hand is splayed against the door, the face red, their expression angry. And you're like, oh boy, I could be crushed if I'm on the bad end of this. (laughs) Uh... Oh, so we really fucked They have up made then. a decision that they have made a decision that has affected all of us. They have threatened a person's life. It is completely unnecessary. I do not understand why they would go ahead and do that. I thought they had gone in with good intentions and all I hear is terrible, terrible things. Ramsey is like absolutely like pissed. He takes like a bed frame and he probably like flips it, okay. if I'm being honest. Absolutely disgraceful. At this point, Fenlo's wings have faded, but he is going to continuously use thaumaturgy to keep his eyes glowing for visual effect. <laughs> okay. Um. So, <laughs> you know. You were right, Freya. If he tries something like that again, I will not tolerate it. Not tolerate it at all. Karyad will be hearing from me too when she gets back. He's steaming. Like, he's steaming as he's, like, pacing the room. One of the beds are, like, on its side. Threatening a person's so, life. Okay, making so up stories. So, security deposit. Okay. Um, so you, 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 know, you know how um, Tekton can kind of just do things and not really think about I guess I'm okay, um, did you happen to catch any wind of the plan they were going with this morning 
know after I got back last night, I went right to bed. They didn't tell me anything about what they were going to do. Ramsey's walking back and forth, like, muttering. Like, his hands are, like, in, like, little, like... And if it made, if it made anyone, it must have really did Uh, something. So... It threatened someone. Yeah. I mean, I threaten people, but like, well, um, you know, yeah, but it—it's it, not just what they did; it's who they did it to, because it was the mayor. And Freya's like small smirk immediately, goes and away. and and so, would you like the long version or the short version of what happened? We will tell the photo version, no choice! Okay, okay so long version, uh, we went down, and there was a, there was a crowd? They put on a spectacle! <laughs> there was a huge crowd, they gather everyone, it is fine up until that point, they bring, and they show, and they have the mayor come outside, it is fine, that is fine! But when they go in and they come back out, they tell us nothing but bad things! Terrible things that they have done! Stupid things that they have done. Things that I will not tolerate. If we are to be leaders, how are we supposed to be leaders if we threaten people's lives? Is that who we want to be? No! And like, uh, he flips another bad frame. (laughs) 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 Um, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, you you make some good Yeah, um, so... He... Ramsey's voice like uh stops yelling and it turns into like <laughs> like a hiss now. He is the one who has told us to take this seriously, and yet he is the one not taking this seriously. He makes threats to other people in power. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he makes threats to other people in power. He tries to put on a big show like he is taking the high stance at that supper the other night. But now all I see is someone who will not lead justly. They will lead by threatening. They will lead by trying to... Manipulate the truth. I will not tolerate. I will not tolerate. We still haven't told them everything. It's it's okay. Deep breaths. So all I'm getting from this is that he threatened the mayor, which is not not okay. Which is not not okay at all. Uh, And what else I'm gathering from this is that we learned nothing. nothing. Is that also right? Whatsoever. Ramsey sits down on like one of the flipped bed frames that like he turned over, just on like the wood edge of it. Right. And like put, he, he puts now? like uh he puts his hands. Put that back over. I will put it back when I am ready, Finlo. <laughs> <laughs> and uh <laughs> he sits on it and he takes a couple like uh deep breaths, like his hands on his head after he had just said that, rubbing like one of his temples. Okay. I am not happy right now. This is the least happy I have been on this entire excursion. I... I called him an idiot to his face, and now I feel bad. It's not the first time. I know, I just... And it won't be the last. I'm not good at confrontations, but when I do get good at confrontations, I feel I'm too good at confrontations, and then I don't want to do no more confrontations. You too. Alright, to believe what you're feeling right now. 
Oh, I just, it wasn't betrayal. It was just more so like, oh, Jesus, thing we gotta deal with now. It is stupid, very stupid. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's completely fair. It's good that there's no third party that can hear this who will be able to influence their decisions at any point. I. Ramsey takes a couple of calming breaths in and out uh, as he, like, his, like, posture relaxes a little bit. Um, Finlow, when you are scary, you are scary. Freya, remind me to never make Finlow unhappy. Very good at confrontation, Finlow. Very that's impressive. That's the person Very I didn't tell that to, but yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, okay. I will, uh, I'll talk to him. Um, and, um, I, I don't really know how much of this Cariad had to do with it. Cause I, I just stood there most of the time. I I understand. I understand. They are that both most equally involved. Of what Cariad gets up to is mostly because of someone else's influence so far. <laughs> Not all of it, but some of it. This I you know. I disagree. I think that most of this is fifty-fifty from both of them. I think that they are both responsible for taking responsibility. Maybe Maybe not the death threat part, but... Other than that, not a ton of harm done. Other than that one other than that really big thing, not a lot of big things. Aside from that one incredibly egregious act against progress. Alright, um... Yeah, no, yeah, okay. Um, and... Starts. They start packing. Because <laughs> we might have to leave. Um, I, I, I don't know if we really have to. Because, like, there were no guards coming what? out. What? Okay. So, like, maybe, yeah, but this was, maybe this it's Mary, told... one of them guys was... was just sort of like, yeah, bring it on, bro. It's still. Out of curiosity, uh, to the DM, um, what kind of like what kind of punishments would be invoked to people who threatened a member of the council on uh, Celestine? Uh, public execution. Threatening, threatening is <laughs> is typically like a, a fine and more <laughs> like yeah they just throw you off. Uh, it, it's more it's more like a fine. <laughs> it's it's more like um, a slap on the wrist if anything. Like threatening is. They didn't fall if they didn't follow through, and it was like a oh like fuck you, like I hope you die kind of thing. And then it's like eh, it's like whatever, it's a fine, it's like a couple but, days in jail. But, but what if you if there's intention, if there's intention, then it's it's it might be considered for like jail for life or um, execution. Hmm. Hmm, how about that? Hmm. So tell me, what was the severity of this threat? Uh, because from there I will gauge our next step. Um, I don't know. He didn't really say it. But okay. also, I was kind of screaming in his face. We so were maybe not there. I didn't hear it. Alright, 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 alright. Pack, anyway. 
We were not there he when he talked to the mayor. For us to get out of here quickly, I will talk to him. That is a shame. I, I wanted to see the circus. But I'm sure there will be plenty more circuses. <laughs> Can we? Stop? I'm sure we'll see. <laughs> if if we're all good, if we're all good, I will talk to Tekton and find out exactly how harsh this was, and we'll, we'll go from there. Okay. Um, how how angry does Freya look right now? That is fine, but if they are not back in an hour, I am going out and getting them. Just all of it in one fell swoop. She's more, she's, she looks more shocked than angry, like definitely not as angry as Ramsey's was, like coming into this conversation. Uh, but as she's about to leave, you see her like kind of like crick her neck. That was probably like massaged to get all the knots out of that have now just all kind of reformed. Um, and uh, she she walks outside of me. Uh, and I I go downstairs and wait for Tekken or Kariad to come okay. back. Uh, I'm gonna go to Kariad. Kariad, the conversations kind of ends in like get a little boring. It's a lot of the same thing. It's like when Palpatine goes and walks around the star, the Death Star and the Stormtroopers are like, Hail Emperor! And they're like, okay, this is the 30 millionth time I've said this. Um, but eventually the... Whoa! You're so hot! <laughs> oh my god! How'd you get your hair like that? Oh my god, your swords are so cool! Um, so eventually you do, like, you make, you make face, and then you do a little uh, exit from the party um, and make your way um, there. Make my way aware. Okay, I'm where not going to go. Sunken staircase. In Kariad's head. God, I, 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 I can't go back unless I have okay. something concrete. Love it. I. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna head to the bog, the okay. bog inn. I, yeah. The charred ruins of the Andersons. Um, you have to kind of. Maybe ask a few directions along the way, but eventually you do find yourself and you're like, how did I ever not find this? Because it looks to be like a four-storied building that is just concaved in and it's charred. There is no sign of paint here. It is exclusively charred blacked wood. Year like no longer hot to the touch. You can walk in, it is cold. It is desolate and is barren. There is still uh, items like like tables and chairs that are now broken and, and plundered there and there. Um, there was some cleanup effort to get some of the larger, possibly dangerous debris out of the way. Um, but other than that, like a lot of like the papers and like glasses kind of just stand or like lay on the ground and whatever. It's mostly just to clear it out of the street and make sure it's uh, like uh, not a safety concern. I'm going to inspect the house. I'm going to be looking around. I'll be flipping over the papers and reading them, finding whatever parchment I can. I'm looking for exactly what kind of relationship the Andersons might have had to Colin Williams. Because my line of thinking is, if he was so fucking close to the family, why was there, why was there no justice done? I feel like there was no justice done. Okay. I gotta find... 
something okay. to implicate. Uh, make an investigation check. Investigation. Uh, oh, that's not bad. Um, 18 plus 2, 20. 20. Um, looking around, the bottom area looks to be like the main, very much like the sunken staircase, the main tavern area. Uh, glasses are either on the ground and kind of cleared up into a corner to avoid stepping on solid glass. And some are still on the shelves. Um, you kind of walk through, kind of flip over. You have to like forcibly pull up. So sometimes like parchment rips and you don't get what it was saying. You think there might be, they might just be flyers at this point. Kind of moving in, you go into, the, you see the kitchen. And this is where things get a little intense. Like it is noticeably probably the point of where the fire started. Um, it is, it is unrecognizable um, unless you are keeping the, in, in mind that this is an inn uh, and that this would probably be the kitchen. Um, if you didn't have any knowledge that this was an inn, then it would, it could be any room at this point, just how, how broken down, how destroyed it is. Um, looking through, you kind of, pull up a pot and a pan and they're just charred to the bottom of like these fireplaces and stoves and kind of looking around you don't see anything necessarily here um and making your way back into the foyer you do see staircases leading up but they are rickety and they are definitely not safe but you don't find anything here have i noticed anything leading down uh there is no cellars here okay uh, Kariad's gonna think back to her family, which she doesn't like doing, but in this case she has to. She's gonna remember maybe seeing some hidden compartments that her father hides Okay. some shit in. I'm gonna be looking around for secret compartments, because Kariad fully suspects that there were dirty dealings going on. Okay. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna be searching floorboards, I'm gonna be trying to pull up- Sure whatever loose floorboards I can. I'll be knocking on wood panels on walls. Sure. Um, with that, make another investigation check because you're widening your search. Yes. So, 15? 15. Um, you do find like a little compartment and re when you open it up, you it, it looks to be about like two feet by two feet wide. Um, Inside are charred um, fragments of paper, and when you start to, like, rifle through them, they give off the impression that it was just a lot of the important stuff to do with the land. Before I start moving anything, mm -hmm. could I attempt casting Mending on you, charred parchment? You know that... Um, Okay, so the you can you can cast mending. You can take the time to cast mending. The writing does not come back on the parchment. It is strictly the paper that comes back. So the paper is as good as new, but like where the top and bottom halves were starting to char, the middle section is fine. So it's just like blank paper, blank paper, blank paper, and then all who are on this area, blah 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 blah, and then you lose it all, like the the last ending because it is charred remains of paper. 
And there's there's nothing I notice on any of these pieces of paper it, that seem. It looks like it was just like, like there's no names, dates. It's a business license to the Bog Inn. It's um, made under uh, Wallace and Kelly Anderson, um, who are the mother and father of the Anderson family. Um, there is a um, there is the license from the local guild to sell alcohol. Um, there is a business transaction from years prior um, for building the uh, like tear down of the last building here and then rebuild of the inn. Um, they paid a hefty amount of gold for that. Um, what was the last building that was here? It does not say on here, actually. It's, it is just yeah. discussing that they were tearing it down and building. And that is, that is all you find on the ground floor. All right. It's going to be rickety, but I'll have to go up. Okay. Uh, Make me an athletics check, please. Athletics, I'm at least good at that. I think. 14. 14? For a minute there, you think it's going to collapse and you're going to die. There's a lot of weird sounds, a lot of the, just the cracking underneath your foot, but eventually you do make it up to the first floor. Alright. Uh... I'll continue my search with as much uh, attention to detail okay. as possible. I'll continue. Sure. Uh, when, Compartments, when you, papers, when you, names, dates. When you begin to look and start to search through, this looked to be a very normal, um, like, like in area. Like, all the bedrooms have, well, used to have um, beds and side tables, and now they're burned down and charred. No remnants of blanket or down mattresses left. Um, the wood posts of the beds are still there, but they are unusable at this point. Looking up, half the ceiling has collapsed from the second floor down to the first floor. So, you know, if you're going to try and climb up, you'd have to just fucking continue, or you have to be really careful um, as to not fall directly while searching the upper floor. Um, looking around, it does not seem like there was anything important on this floor. There was no notes, there was no letters, it just looked like there was like bedrooms here was anyone staying here when the fire happened do i see like kind of lived in conditions like people's uh old musty clothes from what you can gleam there was semblances of people living here while the inn was burning down um whether whether they survived or not is not in your purview just because it's mostly clothes that you're getting like kind of a grasp at if they are still here and it's like it's like bits it's not it's not lots it's like a collar of a shirt one sleeve half a pant <laughs> i'll keep an eye out for rings with signets on them okay. uh that might denote familial ties okay uh whatever the word is like emblems definitely em family emblems definitely um, but you are exhausting your search on this floor if you would like to move up. Yes. Okay. I will make my way up to the second floor. You said I'm going to have to climb for it? Yeah. All right. Uh, to assist in that, I'm going to go ahead and tie... I'm going to tie my rope. I have 45 feet of rope. I'm going to tie it to <laughs> a hand axe. Okay. 
and I'm going to huck a hand axe as hard as I can. Okay. Into into the wall or ceiling, of the floor above. You chuck it, and then you hear, boom. So you assume you hit something. Okay. I'll give several hearty tugs before attempting to climb it. You give t- like a couple hearty tugs, nothing comes up. It does not come loose. I, I, I start my ascent. Make an athletics trick, please. Hey! 19 plus 6. Okay. Uh, you begin to climb up and kind of use the, the wall. It's not a very big climb in your case, being an athletic person and trained for this kind of stuff. So when you kind of get up to the top, you do feel the hatchet starts to slip, and so you just, like, do one last pull and grab onto the edge as the hand axe slides and just barely stops itself from falling over down. And you hoist yourself up, and you see above you, or, like, in your area, the the whole floor has collapsed down. Um, but there are stairs that lead up to the, the, um, the third floor. And there's nothing left on this floor? Like, the literally the whole floor is gone? Unless you want to get, like, unless you want to attempt to siddle around the walls and begin to search out every room, it is not accessible by just your walking. I'll go up, but if I find nothing up, I'll come back down okay. to this floor. Um, this one has stairs, and they seem okay. So you kind of begin to step up them carefully, no check required. Um... And looking around, you begin to see the charred remains are here. But when you kind of, like, the floor kind of steps and cracks in a weird way, and you grab the doorway just out of sheer instinct, and the doorway's wet. Okay. Uh, I inspect my hand. What kind of, is it? It viscous. When you you smell it it and kind of move your hands through it, it feels like water. Like a condensation. Okay. Though it has not, it is, it is the peak highest, like it's the highest point. The roof has a few sunspots like crash through it from the fire. Um, and it has not rained in the last couple days. You're not sure where this is coming from. Yeah. That's upsetting. So, what can I see beyond the door frame? Uh, there what, what are, does this room look like? It is another hallway. Uh, much hallway. much less... Um, does the hallway look damp? It does. And this, this corridor actually probably used to have carpet, and whatever's left is sopping wet. It's sopping wet, probably moldy. There are only five doors this time. The, the other ones down the stairs would have, like... Five on each side, but now there is. So there's about two and one at the exactly. end. Exactly, you got it. I'll. I, I won't open any doors, but I'm gonna check the doorknobs to see if anything is locked. Uh, well, as you kind of make your way down the hall and check them, they are not locked by any means. Not a. Not a one. Not a one. <laughs> All right. Well. Probably an awful idea, but I guess I'll start checking rooms. So, as you, the first one you check, just like on the left hand side, it looks to be a large storage room. Uh, It has mostly been burned down uh, in the process. The roof has heavily collapsed here. Um, But the fire, this was probably the last piece it touched, honestly. 
as it traveled upward. Um, there are leftover linens and uh, blankets and such and pillows. They are now all very soggy. Um, and as you kind of get through, moss has started to build its way up here. Um, and you oh, and you kind of just kind of glance through. A lot of the stuff is pretty unusable at this point, just from years being at, left out and no one really deal, dealing with it. Uh, you go to the right side of the hallway, the first door, and open it up. And it looks to be what used to probably be another guest room. Maybe maybe something a little more formal, like a suite, because there is a, its own bathroom that's very nice off to the side and uh, a bedroom that probably used to be very nice as well. A window sits where you can look out across the city. Um, what, do I, what, do I, what do I see from the window? Uh, nothing substantial. Uh, you look out and you do see the other ends just from their sheer, like, ostentatious presentation. But there is, there is nothing that, like, catches the eye. It's not like, ooh, there's a glint of light that is a magnifying glass down there and they were searching for them the whole time. It's not like that. It's very much just a very nice view across the city and they probably saved this from VIP treatment. Do I notice any guards outside that may have followed me? Make a perception check. Yeah. I just want to make sure that yeah, of course. we're not being followed by the fucking Gestapo or something. If the Gestapo is the correct word. Uh, natural 20. So. Uh, the guards are milling about. Um, they seem to be in a little more jovial spirit, maybe from the festivities that have just occurred from your and Tecton's, uh, performance. Um, but they are not, like, waiting outside, or they're not coming in. They don't have, like, little yellow exclamation points, like they're gonna search around because you've detected I don't see their cone of yeah, vision. Yeah, their cone of vision or anything. stealth section Yeah, past. no, they, they don't seem to be even aware of your presence in here. Okay. Uh, and there's not there's nothing in the room. There's nothing in the. No, it looks to be like a very plain plain room. Um, okay. When you, I'll go to the next yeah, two. You go up to the hall and you start with the left again and enter in there. This is obviously a child's room. Um, there is a lot of iconography of like soldier toys and, um, you know, different banners from different kingdoms. You assume. They are very, like, very much like Zelestin's banners. They are very grandiose, emblemed. So you assume they probably are something similar to that. That line the kid this wall. What condition are they in? Uh, rough condition. They are, they are uh, kind of burnt. Like, the edges of some of them are burnt and, and charred and everything. They are sopping wet. Um, and the bed itself is, like, kind of caked in moss up the edges of the bed and around. I'm gonna go ahead and take those banners. I'm gonna sure. mend them. Sure. As best yeah, I definitely. Can. A lot. Some of the iconography and the stitching is lost, um, but the the main colors and idea is there. One is of five mountains where the sun is uh, in behind them, uh, sending beams down. The other is a um, banner of a uh, a purple like color, a deep like royal purple, and set into the middle of it is a. Um, a dragon that is in gold coloring um and the eyes are this kind of nice uh burgundy color um and that is it for banners um okay, yeah two. just the two uh the bed itself is a very standard like uh, single bed for a kid um blank does it look like two of them stayed in here or just the just, just the like boy? the boy 
Okay, so this is Georgie's room, and I know that Colin Williams was Georgie's godfather. Mm -hmm. Can I find any sort of connection to Colin in here? Is there anything that might suggest? Looking around it for a minute there, you don't think so, and then you kind of open up the closet door, and as soon as you open the closet door, you hear, and you have to like, oh, oh, shit, and set the door off to the side as it just basically falls off its hinges right away. Um, kind of looking through, you see the starts of charring clothing and stuff like that, and reaching down, you see a small, a small, small, small chest. It's not locked or anything, and you open it up, and it has inside a small piggy bank, um, and you kind of shake it. There is coinage in there. Um, you see a um, picture that is nicely drawn, and you assume from the the mausoleum depiction of them that this is the Andersons. You see a woman, a man, and a small baby. And then you kind of flip the page or like go to another piece of parchment and in it is younger, very much younger, uh, depiction of Colin Williams with a baby Georgie. And there's a few like knickknacks, a little carriage uh, that looks to be for babies to play with um there's an old bottle that is that is kind of uh not been used and there's some small amounts of mold growing on it um but yeah that's that's what you find in here i'll take the piggy bank and i'll take the pictures okay sure. The pictures, do they look hand-drawn hand or do they look like picture? No, they look like hand-drawn. Like they, hand -drawn. they hired an artist to come in and, and Okay, them. I was going to say, well or crayon did Georgie Oh no, these are well. Like they are charcoaled, gently shaded. Okay. Beautiful yeah, rendered. Yeah, beautifully rendered. Um, okay. When you make your way out into the hall, you open up the next door. And this is definitely Winifred's room as the kind of now muted kind of softened pinks of the, the wall painted on here. Um... You can you get the impression from these last couple rooms that they definitely made a lot of money here. Just the sheer amount of building space here, the amount of supply to fit the demand, the the beauty that this place must have been, and just the last detail is how nice these paints are. Um, finding good paints, especially in Celestin, was hard to fabricate. It took them months to create anywhere like anything different than your standard like red blue yellow um so having it like if thinking in that that kind of thought down here it it feels like they must have had a lot of money because it is a nice bright pink there's no mistaking it it's just now muted because of just how much wear and tear again sopping wet room moss growing in places very last of us very like earth has taken back the world um kind of going through the window is open here and you see that in the bed, the bed has not been very much um, touched by fire or anything, just like this water, this liquid. Um, some things have made a nest in here at some point, but they do not seem to be here now. Um, a shelf has a bird's nest, but you don't hear any sounds of birds, and the windows are falling off their hinges at this point. Shattered glass kind of mars the floor. Um, and you also especially get the, the feeling that nobody decided to clean up here just because the, floor gave out it would have been a climb and it would have gotten a little bit dangerous um so things are left pretty much untouched here if i find nothing in this room i suppose i'll go okay. 
to the last one, but do I? Uh, you don't find anything in here. You find similar drawings. Like there is definitely a family portrait in another chest in the closet. Um, this time of being Wallace, Kelly, Georgie, a little older, um, probably about four or five. And then um, Winifred, the new baby. Um, okay. And they are uh, drawn in that same style. They probably got the same artist to come back. Um, but there is no picture with um, Colin Williams. It's just that. There's another piggy bank with coinage in it. Um, and then there's similar like items of, such as like another bottle and um, and like a, a another carriage toy kind of thing. Something that they probably kept going with. I'll take the second piggy okay. bank. Um, and then when you step down to the edge of the hall, you see this one door and you assume that this is probably going to be the master bedroom. I would like to call my scimitar into my hand. <laughs> before I open this last door. Feel the door and... Um, you expect it to be dark. Um, but your dark vision does not even go off because the room is lit with a swarm of bioluminescent fungus. There is... It is very apparent that it has grown, but the weird thing about the growth is there is a path to a uh, doorway uh, in the other end of the room. So it is a bed. That's It's definitely the master bedroom. There is a bed covered in moss and fungus. The floor is covered. The drawer, the dresser is co- like covered over a desk in case. The, you see kind of the remnants of outside light but it is just encased. The window is encased by this moss and fungus. The only thing that is not um, completely covered is the pathway leading up to that door, and the door is cracked, and it does not have any moss and fungus growing over it. Kariad is not... She may be reckless. She's not stupid. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to approach that door. I am going to get my party. I will start to retreat. As you begin to make your way uh, down the the hallway, um, you hear I'm I'm sprinting, dashing. When you start to dash, you hear heavy set footprints. And then you see it slams against the door. This skeleton humanoid creature. It still has some areas of flesh, but anywhere there's not flesh, different vines of fungus have grown through it. You see half the face still remains of some person now long dead, but the rest of their face is covered in this bioluminescent fungus. Do I recognize the face from any of the insects? Uh... Could I have, like, an advantage because I was just looking at the photographs? No, just make an insight check. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> hey, you Another fucking natural well, body. You're getting, you're on Damn, fire. That's, that's a lucky great, fucking dice. Um, yeah, it's a great Look, night. as you get halfway down the hall, just passing the two, the, the two kids' room, um, as soon as it slams into the door and starts to look down with its one, like, kind of pale dead eye, you get the impression that this was Wallace. 
And then when you turn around to look and kind of get this dreadful feeling, it starts to charge down the hall at you. Like, it is very quick. It just... And it starts to run at you. You begin to pick up the pace. When you turn back next, it it's not just straight out, like, Olympic sprinting. It is, in some ways, kind of zigzagging. And then when you get a co- kind of a better look at it, it's almost like it's swaying. Just, just gently swaying as it moves. Very, very gently. It's almost elegant if it was not horrifying and just how much decay has taken it over and seemingly it is still alive. When it gets closer and you look down, you kind of charge down the stairs, you hear the stairs splinter and crack beneath you, but you just fucking keep going. And eventually there's just the drop and you just kind of... I want to look for the nearest window. I, I realize they're like kind of in the middle. I'll sidle you wanna you I'll make my way to a You window, wanna sit all past the I'll, like the broken floor one? And when I get my back up to a window, I'll fucking scuba dive okay. out of it. When you begin to sidle, you very quickly you have to like hold your breath. Can you make me a dexterity check, please? Just to check, not just a Just dex or would this be like acrobatics? Nah, just dex real quick. Eleven? You <laughs> You wobble a little bit, but then you, like, grab onto the edges of the wall and begin to carefully move your way through. And then, and it grabs you by the arm and you begin to freak out. Make me a strength check, please. Athletics. Strength checks. It's a saving throw. Can I get something? You are trying to wrestle your arm out of this thing's grip. Yeah, that would be athletics. But uh, I got 19. 19. As you... As it grabs you by the arm, you see it's half of its teeth remaining, like, gnash and pull at you. Um, you see the eyes begin to kind of spiral with that bioluminescence, like, color, the, like, the reds and the pinks and the greens and the blues. And then you wrench your arm out of it, and it... And it falls down a floor, and it... And it's going to take some damage. I like that. As it slams down, you look down as, as the world goes silent again for a minute. And you, like, keep kind of quickly settling just in case. And then it... And it starts to pick itself up off the floor. And it just kind of... And you carefully sidle away. And you get into the closest room you can. And as you quickly hit a piece of the flooring gets caught in a shoot and it just tumbles down and then it, and it looks up in the direction you came from and you just kind of keep going the room now that you've settled through this you look around it is another in room there's nothing special about it it is heavily charred just like the room before it you go not even gonna see the window I'm going for the window opening up the window it is a solid 30 foot drop i can do a flip okay and you quickly <laughs> as you hear scratching just you just go. You just jump. I don't have time. I don't have time to like tie a rope or anything. I just have to. I will. I will lanes. say. I will say this to you. If you want, as Kariat, to take the risk of that thing finding its way back up here and still possibly dealing with this, you can absolutely tie a rope. If you are just like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. You're diving out that window. Kariat is diving okay. out the window. You quickly, as you hear the scraping and scrabbling of of whatever that thing was, formerly Wallace, 
now some fucking abomination. You hear the scrabbling and you don't know what's coming next or what it has as its capabilities. You just jump out the window. Make me a dexterity saving throw. Eighteen. As you try and, like, you launch yourself out the window, you try and grab and clamor at anything you possibly can to, like, slow your fall. You grab, kind of try and Prince of Persia, grab something on the ledge, but things give away just from the sheer crumbling of this, uh, this place, and you take 13 points of falling damage as you crush, uh, and you, you feel, uh, can you make me actually a constitution saving throw, please? Yeah. I don't normally roll for injury, but you just took a dive. 21? You're fine. Something, something pops and something locks as you... Oh, but you kind of braced, like, your head and your body a little bit better, so when it lands and you have all this stuff right in your fall, you... Oh, and you bring yourself up, and you're bruising immediately as you get up. You hear gentle, like... Eek! But it is definitely still up there, um, and you are not sure if it's going to follow you or not. And I think that's where we're going to leave it for this. <laughs> Explores a dungeon Fuck. on her own. <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> I, gonna, I thought you guys were going to go to that a lot sooner. Did not expect that to happen. Die. I don't want to die. There's nothing waiting for us in the afterlife. <laughs> what the fuck? What? I mean, we, 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 came up with, we came up with the idea that Fat Albert would have an existential crisis. He's um, in the movie. He's like... Quick. Quick. <laughs>